0: It's the My Michelle Live podcast.
1: My Michelle Live, Sci Tech Talk, taking the God story to a geeky place. Here's Michelle. (laughs) I
0: love that. Thank you, big voice guy. Yeah, we're taking the God story to a geeky place. We call it Sci Tech Talk. It's part of the My Michelle Live podcast where every podcast, we may have a different bent. We may be looking at the world from different information, but we're still digging for the answers. A deeper story, what we call the God story. If there's a God, what's he doing in all of this? And what does he expect of you and I? There's a big story that is going to concern a lot of people. 2020, all of the folks who were schooling their kids at home, some through the education system, some just pulling them out. You're going to really find this interesting. We're going to shed some light on it today. Bodhi Hodge, a writer, he is a researcher, and he is a master resource from Answers in Genesis. Answer
1: to life, the universe, and everything. Answers in Genesis, time for answers. It's
0: time for answers, Bodie Hodge. I am so delighted. We've interviewed in the past, and this is my first time getting to chat with you, like, almost face-to-face. Thank you, Zoom. I like
1: seeing each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really exciting. It's great to be on the show. So where are you? I'm at the Creation Museum. That's where my office is with Answers in Genesis. We're known for the Creation Museum as well as the Full Size Ark Encounter, which is just incredible places to come to.
0: It is actually a very great resource for a lot of parents, especially homeschooling parents. And look, I'm going to tell you this right now. I have said this for years. If you have any interaction with your children, we're all homeschool parents. We all have to supplement. We all teach our children the things that they learn in school, even if they are learning reading, writing, and arithmetic, there's so much more to life that they need to learn. And so we're homeschooling parents, and the Ark Encounter, Answers in Genesis, has a creation museum. Those are fabulous resources for more to science that we're not learning.
1: That's right. That's right. We love to dive into the authority of Scripture, helping people look at every subject, whether it's philosophy, history. We want people to start with God and His Word as that absolute authority when they look at all these subjects, even with what's going on in our culture, because our culture has become increasingly secularized. And so that's actually having a go at a lot of parents. It's having a go at a lot of churches. And a lot of people, they don't know where to get answers. They don't, they're struggling with, how do I deal with these things? The Creation Museum, the Arc Encounter, a lot of the resources that we're involved with really do help give you those answers.
0: And Bodhi, on this particular podcast, SciTech Talk, every broadcast, we are revealing new discoveries that science has brought to light. Every one of these issues can blow you away when you see <laughs> the evidence of intelligent design I'm going to go a step further. We can often see the fingerprints, the characteristics of the designer. These are things that we aren't learning in school because we are very one-dimensional. We want to teach one theory, and this is a theory, not a law. and one theory only. And this leads into our story today. I almost wonder if our one-dimensional thinking, this is settled science, this is all that we're allowed to take on and talk about, has led us to where we are today. Science is never settled. It has to be poked and prodded and challenged even by ridiculous ideas from crazy Christian people like you. And that's (laughs) how science gets better. So do you think that one-dimensional thinking has led us to maybe some of the problems we're facing today.
1: No, I think they're definitely interrelated. I don't think that's a, I think most people can understand that, especially when you understand the history of what's happened with science in the state schools, whether it's in the United Kingdom or Australia or here in the United States. When Christianity was essentially kicked out of the classroom, religion wasn't kicked out. It was actually replaced with a godless religion Mm. known as secular humanism. You might think of atheism, agnosticism, secularism. That's what dominates in there right now. And so when people are looking at things like science, they're thinking in terms of that particular worldview. And so all of a sudden, Christianity is thrown out. In fact, all other religions are thrown out except for that one, it seems. But sometimes those others still creep back in, whether it's paganism or what have you, some new age, things like that. But Christianity has largely been thrown out of the classroom. And that affects our world. When we look at science, when we look at some of the issues in our cult, we are totally under attack and sometimes We've got to step back and go. Okay, why is it like this? What happened, and what can we do about it? And that's where we're that's what we're doing right here in this podcast.
0: I want to look at it from a secular mindset for a moment. That yeah. when we start saying, "Okay, there is no anything religious based in schools," we take away from kids the opportunity to hear differing ideas, and from those differing ideas, see how we can coexist. If you don't have challenges to current science, you have stagnation.
1: That's right, that's how science works. Science is actually a methodology that, like you said, it, it's gotta be poked and prodded. Science is never something that's settled. If somebody thinks science is settled, then they don't understand science. The very nature of science is observable, repeatable, and then repeat the process over and over again, it never really ends, and see a lot of people don't get that. Most founders of science were actually Bible believing Christians who believe that God upheld the world in a particular way, which makes observable and repeatable science possible. You, know, you might think of Gregor Mendel or Boyle or Isaac Newton. There's somebody Faraday. These guys were great scientists because they looked at the world in light of what God had to say. Now we're in a culture where God has largely been thrown out, and now people are starting to do, try to do science. And they don't fully grasp science because they're not looking at it from the correct worldview. And so they're coming out there, okay, this is settled, this is settled, this is settled, whether they're saying it's Big Bang, everything came from nothing whether it's millions and billions of years, that's called geological evolution, whether it's biological evolution that says everybody that's shown up, everything that's alive today ultimately came from some sort of single-celled. Those are actually part of a worldview. Nobody's ever observed or repeated the Big Bang or millions of years or that we evolved from some sort of single-celled organism. Nobody's ever observed or repeated that. So it's not actually science. That's part of a worldview. And that's where we need to understand that's where this debate is. It's not, say, science versus the Bible. I've heard that over and over again. Uh, Science actually comes out of a biblical worldview. It's science because the Bible's true. But when it comes down to it, what's going on in our school systems, what's going on uh, out here in our culture is a battle over two different religions.
0: We should see what works with science. Battle it out. That's teaching kids how to have scientific (laughs) minds. Now, because of that, we have parents who have, in the past, pulled their kids out. Now, that's been happening for years. But then (laughs) we add things like critical race theory that is so not only controversial, but really teaches kids that some kids are ingrained with hate. It was teaching that never should have made its way into the lower grade from it's fine maybe as you debate it in adulthood but it had no business in in school we have issues of uh, helping kids to discover what sex they are okay how scientific is that
1: that's exactly right you nailed that right there because science is actually coming under attack even in the state school classrooms, and even a lot of the atheist scientists they're even lamenting this thing wow there's a problem with this Because when it comes to, say, gender, you've got male and female, you've got XXY, people are throwing the science out. Even on the secular side, they're throwing the science out to go with this. We're seeing the same sort of thing when it comes to things like critical race theory. They're just throwing out the science that there's actually one race. We've mapped the human genome. There's one race. We know that. Whether people have darker skin or lighter skin, you got more melanin, you got less melanin, we're all one race. Which means we're all sinners. We're all in need of Jesus Christ, no matter what we look like. But you know what? That science has even been thrown out. I stand side by side with a lot of my atheist colleagues who I've worked with over the years. And we can oftentimes do what we call operational science, the observable, repeatable science. We can do that side by side. And we agree on things like gender. We agree on things like that there's one race. But what's happening in our culture is even that science has been thrown out, or even the secularists are sometimes going, what's going on? Even the science now has been thrown out because of some of these other world views that the kids have been taught in school.
0: And boom, you get to the point right there of kids being able to have multiple worldviews, working congruently, battling it out at times, but looking for what is most plausible. That enlivens the mind. That empowers science. And since we are not doing that, a lot of parents are saying, okay, and this is not just Christian parents, parents of all differing faiths and no faiths at all are have pulled their kids out. Then COVID hits and a lot of parents were home working with their kids. And yes, it could be nice. maddening, but they found we can do this. Some were, the light was turned on and they said, What are they Mm -hmm. learning and what aren't they learning? How are my kids going to be set for the rest of their lives when we're not really getting to the heart of reading, writing, and arithmetic? The number of children registered for home education in the UK rose 75%. There's been a massive rise. So now the the folks up there at the top are saying, we need to know how many kids are at home, and we need to know if they're really getting all of the benefits and education that they're getting in school, to which I think I can understand that to a degree, but there's this also little snide voice in my head that's saying, dudes graduate people who can read write, and do simple math first you take care of you first before you start worrying about me i don't know if i'm just getting the plank out of your own eye (laughs) there you go there you go boom where's my mic to drop here it is there you go drop the mic come on and so there's some legitimate we want to know how many kids are out there we want to know you know what we want to protect them uh But there's also some concerns. I'm going to put this up on the screen for those who are viewing. No one else will be able to see it, so you may want to go to My Michelle Live to watch the video. But Answers in Genesis has put out a pretty Interesting article on this. UK lawmakers are calling for na- a national list of registered homeschools. That's one of the very few articles that, if you Google, you can find here in in the U.S. Which, to me, is a travesty as well because it affects all of us. Wouldn't you say, Bodie?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, you, you might. It, it sounds noble that they want to know what's going on in the homeschooling community. But the whole reason they're in the homeschooling community is because they said we've had enough of the government system. Now, a lot of people have been fed up with it for Uh, years leading up to this. I think COVID was more the triggering point when the government Mm. started to put restrictions on the school. Then A lot of parents said, "Okay, now's the time. And so they were yanking them out. We're seeing that in the United States. We've been seeing it in various parts of the world. The U.K. had 40,000 just in 2020 during a portion of the school year. So people were pulling out. Now, all of a sudden, the government's going, oh, now we don't have control over them. And it was a few homeschoolers out there. They're like, ah, oh, it's not a big deal. But now they're like, boy, we want to be able to control that as well. That's what's going on in their minds. So now they're asking for this national registry. Now, I don't know if much about the history of registering things like this. So let me just tell you what happened with a lot of Christians just a few months ago. They were in Afghanistan. They pastors and a lot of the Christians were required to register. Made him really nervous. Well, this reminds me of what's happened in Nazi Germany. If you look at that history, when the Jews were forced to register and start wearing different things. Or here in the United
0: States in some regards now. But that's another topic.
1: Yeah, that's a whole other topic. But now we're seeing what's played out in Afghanistan. And now we see people being hunted down. Now we're looking at this and they're like, hey, we want the homeschoolers to register. Boy, you're right. Red flags should be going off all over the place. Going, hold on a second here. This isn't your place. Stay out of the home.
0: Yeah. And so we're, we have people who have already thrown up their hands and said the government, they're not doing the job that they're supposed to. That's not taking away from spectacular, amazing teachers who are out there. I've had them, I've seen them, I know them, but there are some, (laughs) but, but even great teachers recognize that in some cases, there's some holes and great teachers have often said, you know what? I'm going to homeschool my own kids. So understandable. We have places in Australia, you mentioned where the parents were told to bring children into a huge coliseum. I'm sorry. You can't accompany your children. We have them. It's okay. We're the government. We're here to help, right? Those (laughs) famous words. They were a mass inoculation. Three of those albeit thousands of kids a very small portion but three died now we say that's a very small portion until it's one of your children that that dies did you have a choice in in australia it's become almost a police state and that has little to do with education but a lot to do with a mindset of government that says we know what to do with your kids we've got this and so yeah. parents have said, I'm not so trusting. So there is a trust factor uh, with kids at home. There, Bodhi, there's kids who are going to fall through where parents just don't <laughs> care. They're not going to be properly yeah. educating. So is that really such a big problem?
1: That can be a problem. That's almost going to be on an individual basis. What we've typically seen in the always. past is a lot of the homeschool kids, when they go to college, they're actually some of the top kids. Uh, they tend Usually, to do very well. Usually. Almost always. College. Not always. Yeah, but, but almost um,
0: always they there's consistency and excellence, yes. maybe, maybe not in college, but oftentimes in college. But in jobs, in getting jobs, the statistics have played out that homeschool kids have a, a big advantage in some ways. I'm sure that the kids in mass education yeah. have some advantages as well, but you can't overlook exactly what you're saying.
1: Yeah, and, and that's important because... Here, all of a sudden, now the government wants to get involved in something over in the UK. And let's just be honest, the history of when the government gets involved in things, they tend to be less quality. And there are exceptions to that, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, you know what? This is in the, where's the reach? Where's the parents' rights in all this? This is an attack on parents' rights with their own children. But you got to understand, in a secular concept, in a secular state, the mentality is that the supreme authority is the government not God, but the government. And so people wanna place this emphasis on the government. And of course, a lot of people in the government, they like that. So they wanna control all aspects of society, even within your home.
0: So the concern is not just that, look, you want a list of people. What are you whining about, Michelle? What are you whining about, Bodie? Come on, you just you want to know what kids are at home and what kids are going to school. We want to know that they're really getting an education, that they're not home getting abused or just sitting there watching cartoons all day. Although in some cases, some of the schools around the country and some of the statistics, they may get a better education from just watching Sesame Street all day i don't know maybe that's too much yeah. of a slam
1: bodie hey you know what though let's yeah. turn this around though on them okay let's turn it around on them there's a lot of parents who say i want to know what's going on in the classroom Oof. in the state schools and guess what there are so many schools and teachers going we're not going to tell you and in fact they're telling their kids not to tell the parents we've been seeing news items left and right on that so here we have the government saying we're not going to tell you what your kids are learning and that. Here, they're turning around saying, we
0: want you to tell us what you're
1: teaching your kids. Yeah, that's a two way that
0: I'm over here looking at my screen because I saved an article and I'll see if I can pull it up. But there was a young girl who had testified. It's almost gone viral in front of the school board saying that she was made to feel really uncomfortable because her teacher told her you can't share this information with your parents. And what was this information? What was the teacher giving test to see if you can understand what gender you are? And a little boy was saying, What? I I don't get it. (laughs) And he said and she said, This is to understand your gender and you have to tell us what gender you feel you are. And he said I don't understand that. Can I take it home and talk to my parents? No, you are not allowed to take it home. You're not allowed to tell your parents, not even tell your parents that we're doing this. And the girl went home and said, Mom, I didn't feel comfortable. You're supposed to. And she testified, you're supposed to trust your parents. You're supposed to feel safe with your teachers. I didn't feel safe. I felt like I was doing something wrong. You're always told, my mom said you could talk to me about anything. What's going on here? That's not okay. (laughs) That's that's just not okay.
1: Good point. Yeah, and they're doing more and more of that in these schools with uh, so many of this aspect of of gender and LGBT, all these types of things. They're being taught to kids younger and younger ages. I want you to realize these are underage kids that are now being taught about sex by their teachers in a classroom. Okay. Now, what do we normally call that? Those are people that we would normally label as a child predator. If somebody comes <laughs> up to a kid on the street. And starts talking to him about sex
0: and, and we're not just talking about on. sex what gender you are we're talking right. about graphic details and some of that Correct. is being taught in school they got to learn it somewhere yeah in our oversex society I'm not so concerned that they're gonna find out <laughs> what's going on but that yeah. really is my job uh, what we're not we're seeing kids that don't know how to be in in relationships when they grow up we've seen kids that can't balance checkbooks there's so much that if you were concerned that kids kids aren't learning. You might want to start there. So in those things, I, I I know that a lot of the audience is going, yeah, there's that frustration level for many of us, regardless of the faith issue, regardless of the God story in their own lives. Mm-hmm. Bodhi, what we're seeing now is an increase in government wanting to know everything my health records uh, to be able to have maybe a passport card to maybe we, we yeah. register our kids in Washington state and there really hasn't been a big issue but if we start to see a, a more yes more control we start to see more of no you have to teach your children this and this and yes we do have that mm-hmm. there are standards but where do those standards start to cross both into the yeah. into some of the realms we've been talking about today. And
1: that's the question. Where do you limit the government on these types of things? How far can they reach into your home? How far can they reach into your family or your local Christian school or whatever it might be? And you know what? They keep doing it. But what we need to do, there's a lot of people out there listening to us, watching us right now, and they're like, where can we get some answers to this sort of thing? We've actually put out some resources here recently Uh, to help give you answers to deal with this at a family level, right there in your own home. You can work with these things with your own kids instead of letting the teachers do it. One resource that we just put out, it's literally hot off the press, is it's a book called The Gender and Marriage War. I don't know if you guys can see that. I'm going to hold it up here. Myself, Ken Ham, and Avery Foley are the general editors on this book, The Gender and Marriage War. This really goes through what's going on with the whole gender revolution. We're seeing it in the schools. What does it even mean what's the new definitions how's this stuff being imposed how can you respond to it the other thing that's it's actually a fairly new book out as well and this was uh, ken ham by himself it's a book called will they stand teaching kids how to face these secular giants that are out there because the kids are the ones that are under attack i mean yeah all of us are under attack but the kids are coming under attack left and center they're getting it from the schools They're getting it in the state museums. They're getting it in the secular media. We're seeing it all over the place. And these kids are sometimes going, what do I do? Where do I turn to? Sometimes they turn to the parents. And and that's good when they turn to the parents. But sometimes parents go, where do I get the answers to give to my kids? That's the type of book they need to read. Will they stand? How to get these answers. And uh, it really is. These are powerful sets of resources to give the kids the answers to deal with what's going on where the rubber hits the road.
0: I want to challenge folks, too, are concerned about this kind of diversive learning. There are a lot of folks, there's a big movement of people, and we see it in every area with government and issues, Bodhi, that are very concerned about diversive learning instead of this is what's that term, settled science, and you're going outside of the box, yet Again, if we are not challenging, things do not get better. We've seen this with concerns with the vaccine, for example. Regardless of what side of an issue you're on, if you get it or not, if we're not talking about it, if we're canceling even the most ridiculous claims... We don't have the chance to disprove it. We don't have a chance to let it weigh out. That's some of the concern. I wanted to, there's two things I wanted to get to in our final couple minutes together. One is some of the other concerns because registering where we register to vote. We register for our driver's license. What's the real big deal? Are there other concerns that maybe we should have the light turned on? And more of what we can do, I know there, you have those two great books and we'll put links on to them at Answers to Genesis for people to purchase them. But there's you also have a big education wing that has a load of resources for parents. So let's get to the problem and then we'll get to more of the solution, Bodhi.
1: All right. Well, definitely, this is one step. They want a registration. What will happen next? Guess what? When they have a registration list, what can they do with that list? That's sometimes the question you need to ask. Are they going to start sending stuff and saying, you've got to start using these books, you've got to start using this material, you're not allowed to use this. As soon as they get their foot in the door, and this sounds like a nice little innocent foot in the door, yeah, here's my name, it's on a registration list. What are they going to use it for? So they're probably going to use it for all sorts of things. Number one, they can come right into your home and know exactly what you're teaching. Maybe the next step is now we want you to register all the books that you're using. We want to know what kind of activities you're doing. Actually, we're going to have you start working with a local school to do your homeschool. You'd be surprised where that can lead. Now, of course, that's a slippery slope. Where's it going to go? We don't know. I mean, so you can't be adamant about that. But at the same time, that's what we typically But it should be in
0: your head. Point. I know it can sound a little conspiratorial and come on, no one's interested in doing that. But if you're not thinking down those lines and there's no pushback, then... There's no resistance further, to, yeah. to the government. So they're completely unleashed and we can see how far that goes. So you need to be aware it is happening in the UK. They're looking at it right now. And what will they do with that list? You should be thinking about it now. But part of the solution really is at the God story, Bodhi.
1: That's right. God is the absolute authority when it comes to all matters. The government actually is an authority underneath of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So they are a lesser authority. Guess what? People in governments come and go, and they have for ages past now. But you know what? The Lord Jesus Christ still sits on the throne. And that's something that we as Christians can take heart in and and take note of. In the Bible, there's a really neat passage that says the gates of hell will not overtake the church. And sometimes we, we feel this immense pressure from all around us, and we feel, oh, wow, we're being attacked. How do we defend this? How do we defend this? Sometimes we need to step back, be still, and know that God is God. And God is in charge. And even though we may see these little things going on all around us, sometimes we don't see the bigger picture, but the Lord does. And that's where we need to place our faith in every instance.
0: And finally, Answers in Genesis, you have a lot of resources, not just a couple oh. of books, but a ton of books, differing programs and immense help. I homeschooled and there wasn't what there is now. And it, the world makes it really easy for yeah. even someone like me. I could teach you to play yeah. guitar, but it makes it really <laughs> easy for just regular people to infuse into their kids such a dynamic education that when they're sitting in front of an employer in the future they know how to make eye contact they know how to have a conversation they have an idea of who they are they know how to talk to people who are not just in their age level and do dope listening to the same music they know how to these are some of the attributes of kids that come out of the homeschool community answers in genesis found out that there is a big contingent of people of differing faiths and atheists that utilize the resources as homeschoolers at Answers to Genesis.
1: It wouldn't surprise me if there are some out there doing that. We've been involved in so many educational resources. Just hop on the website, mm-hmm. Answers There's a tab for education, and there's immense amount of stuff. Some people use it just to educate themselves. A lot of our conferences, you get continuing education credits and so forth for adults. But then we have all sorts of Sunday school curriculums BBS we've got just oh, yeah. material after material that homeschoolers use and of course, there's some other really good homeschool people that are out there as well, and we don't want to detriment that. We, in fact, have used a lot of that ourselves.
0: If you're teaching different worldviews in your home, it helps your child to sort through and to find out yeah. what really weighs out with science, what is really true. So don't be afraid of a different worldview. Uh, Bring it on. Even in the Bible, yeah. God says, test me, try me, prove me. He, he, he says, yeah. come on, let's reason together. Yeah. If God's not afraid of a little challenge? Why should we be?
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's really exciting. I love being able to uh, tell people, hey, there's a huge homeschooling market. There's huge Christian school markets. I know we didn't hardly talk much about Christian schools, but you know what? Christian schools come under attack. But a lot of Christian schools using the same types of materials that a lot of the homeschool parents are using as well. We're seeing these attacks in a lot of different levels. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. Let's look at the different worldviews. Let's get back And look at science logically, and from a philosophical and a historical perspective, there's so much that can be learned. And I want to encourage people to dive into science, to study. I've got a science background myself. I actually have a bachelor's and master's in mechanical engineering. I specialized in material science, and I love that. So, So I still utilize that from time to time. But really, I love theology. I love Bible. I love history. Those are the kind of things, when it all comes together, it really is powerful.
0: It's a powerful thing, and that's why we take science and technology on. And to my awesome audience, thank you for listening. Thank you for opening your mind to more. Thank you for not just towing the line, but asking those hard questions. If you're someone who's a believer and the God story has come alive in your life, Don't be afraid to talk to other people and learn more about what you believe. Teach your children critical thinking skills that can help them the rest of their life. And it gets to the most important thing. Is there really a God out there? Can we see it since we've elevated science to the ultimate authority? What does science tell us about where we came from? Is their intelligent design and who that intelligent designer is? And I say yes. And that's why we do sci tech talk and have people like Bodhi Hodge. But it's so exciting. Bodhi, you got to come back on soon. It's been so much fun. I appreciate it. It's been fun. Thanks. Keep up the
1: great
0: work. Now, for our listeners, go to MyMichelleLive.com. You can click on the resources that we talked about today. You can go right from there, right to Answers in Genesis and find everything we talked about today. Big hello and thank you to you and your colleagues there at Answers in Genesis. Bodhi Hodge, our guest today.
1: More SciTech Talk at MyMichelleLive.com.